Welcome to Rugged Rants, a tough and yes, maybe at times bold conversation on the future of innovation and what we can expect as work changes. I'm your host today, Susan Campbell. Today's podcast is about the mobile workforce and how work is changing. And our guest today is Magnus McDermott. Magnus is the Senior Vice President of Mobility Solutions USA and Vice President of Enterprise Solutions Canada. He's here to share insights on what he's hearing from Panasonic customers and how work is changing. So let's dive right in. Hey, Magnus, how you doing? Good, Susan. How are you? Very good, thanks. So you are like the mobile poster child, Canada and the U.S., and so you're always on the move. Touch of Latin America as well, actually. So yes, yes, uh, I, I get both sides of the border, see lots of different perspective from different uh, countries. It's quite interesting. Good. So I, I bet you put your devices through the test and uh, take them to their limits. So let's talk about, you know, what we mean by the mobile workforce and you know, who, who is a part of that? What industries are we really seeing mobility as a critical factor for that industry to be successful? Yeah, it's it's really evolved. I mean, our mobility products here at Panasonic have been around a long time and they were quite um, specific really to just mobile field workers right in the beginning, police, ambulance, utility guys. I would say today mobility is is pretty much standard across the board. It's just the application and the different types of device and, and where they're used that's that's changed. But pretty much everybody is using a mobile device of some description, whether it's uh, rugged like weed manufacturer or just more in the consumer space. It's pretty much table stakes to, to everybody's workday now. And the definition of mobility really changes too, along with advancements, right? I mean, when laptops first came out, it was so that you could move from one building, then go work in another building, right? And now you are working right along the way. Well, absolutely. I mean, originally when Toughbook was formed, it was really to get customers from stopping to use pen and paper and clipboards and get them to use some software in predominantly vehicles or, or other you know, warehouse or, you know, workforce type environments. I mean, as you say, you're, you're working constantly. Uh, email never stops, <laughs> ever. And, uh, you know, so that's you know, just this constant uh, stream of data that people are dealing with. Yeah, so we're talking about mobility in a vehicle, even on horseback. We've got police departments deployed on horseback or border patrol on horseback. We have them on bikes. bikes. We have them on tanks. We have them pretty much any any vehicle you can you can think of. I've seen tough books used in all sorts of applications. That's one of the things I like about this business. You, you see them used in crazy places sometimes. Well, that's good. We've all been known to go to a few crazy places. So, Especially uh, you, Susan. Yeah, it's good to know we can take our tough books with us. The one place I won't be using it on is the um, platform for the Great White Shark Expedition, though. I know they use tough books, but no, thank you. I'm not going to go there. Uh, so what are some of the challenges? I mean, we talk about having Rugged as an essential component of our devices, but uh, what are some of the challenges in terms of staying connected and um, being able to work wherever you are and wherever you're moving to? Right. Well, I mean, I think when you look at the rugged product, when you say wherever you work is exactly right. I mean, the people who use our devices are not typically sitting in an office. They're, they're not in, you know, a corporate type environment. They're you know, out in outdoor, harsh environments, be it cold, be it heat, be it sunshine, be it rain. 
and you know they need the device to work and stay connected to do the job uh, or they're in first responder type applications where you know either they're using it inside a vehicle or outside a vehicle or a combination of both and that device is really either key uh, window into the information they may need to make good decisions. So A, it has to work, and two, it has to work in uh, lots of different uh, harsh environments. Um, because if it doesn't, that person can't do their job, productivity stops, uh, potentially there's safety issues. There, there's all sorts of things. So mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, you have your phone in your pocket and you crack the screen and you go get another one. Uh, these are mission-critical type uh, devices. Right, right. So uh, in terms of that mission critical, you know, power source and back in the old days, there were the pay phones and people would line up to use a pay phone at the I airport, right? Yes. <laughs> Pink slips and messages. On. <laughs> yeah, yeah, paper. Yeah. Um, and, and now it seems like at an airport, the big, big uh, fight for currency, if you will, is a power source. Got to charge before you get on the plane or charge before this or that. Or So how are uh, those kinds of power source issues playing into this mobile workforce dynamic? Oh, in many ways, I've been in that odd airport fight looking for a plug, you know, when you need to charge your phone. Um, you know, we, we tend to look at, you know, what is what is the average workday or the extended workday of somebody using the device? And, you know, we tend to look at the sort of 12-hour shift, if you like, as the sort of bare minimum of what people need to, to, to do their jobs. And then some technology that allows them to uh, swap a battery quickly um, so that device can run essentially 24 hours a day. We don't need them running out of juice at 3 p.m. in the afternoon if they're still working till 6. And what about um, what the customers are telling us about their challenges with mobility or challenges with getting a workforce to be comfortable being in a mobile environment or, you know, not having... Um, desk sort of space and working on the go? Well, I mean, I think most people are are comfortable with the mobile device, but you see the different applications changing and requirements changing, um, different demographics in certain industries as, you know, as, you know, the workforce gets younger. Uh, Obviously, more handheld type devices are more prevalent. Um, My son is 19. Um, He can type a thousand words a minute on a phone. With two uh, fingers, with his two thumbs, fingers, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> while watching a video game and having a pizza, um, uh, but you know, uh, you know, he doesn't use traditional keyboards and laptops as much anymore. So I think there's going to be a natural shift to more uh, tablet and mobile devices. But then you look at customers and how their um, their work is changing. We talk about the changing workforce, but it's really how their work is changing. Uh, I was meeting with a, a large parcel delivery company uh, a week or so ago and they talked about unlike Panasonic where we've really shifted from consumer to B2B their business has gone completely the other way because of e-retailing and e-commerce so where they used to ship one box to a retailer now they ship 40 boxes to 40 different addresses so that changes their warehouse operations their logistics their you know how they deliver uh, and all of these changes means they need different types of devices and different types of applications in, in different parts of their operations. And it's it's a significant challenge for them. Mm-hmm. And do you think, too, their workforce is asking for the change in technology based on the changing the technology that they have available in their personal lives? You know, are they looking for similar interfaces or, you know, similar ease of use of things? 
Sure. I mean, I, I think um, particularly around the, the handheld, people people use these all the time. It pretty much runs your life now. Um, so I think there's an expectation when you come into the workforce, there'll be some similarity. Um, and then you get into more specific things. I mean, if you're driving a forklift truck in a warehouse, you mean, right. I, I don't think your expectation is you're going to have the same device as you use to you know, listen to your music. Right. Um, but in terms of maybe application and, and user interface, absolutely, yes. Let's uh, shift gears just a little bit here and talk about um, the challenges that uh, our customers are having with some of the mobile nature of work, right? So they need flexibility and uh, the longevity of computers that are rugged offer some challenges because they last long and they need to be flexible. So how are we addressing things like that? Uh, I, I think by building uh, a variety of different platforms. I mean, our traditional uh, clamshell notebook business, I think there's always going to be a part of the market that's, that needs that. Um, and then we've moved into more two-in-one devices where you you may, you know, in certain parts of your day want that clamshell and other parts you want to be able to take that tablet uh, out of your office, out of your vehicle to do more mobile um, applications. And then there's um, you know, smaller form factor uh, tablets and then into the pure sort of handheld uh, side. And, you know, there's also um, OS changes that come with that as well. Uh, we're starting to see more of a shift in, in more to Android uh, from, mm -hmm. from Windows. I mean, obviously Windows has has been around for a long time in the, the notebook space, but as we go into the more handheld mobile, it's more web applications, some more Android applications. So, it's tying that sort of infrastructure of devices and infrastructure of applications together for customers that's also becoming quite important. We talked about payphones a little while ago, so this is kind of back to that era of old school when uh, connectivity was a challenge, you know. I remember dial-up broadband, you know, before broadband connections and um, early wireless connectivity where you had a minute plan and you had to stick to your minute plan and you had to wait until you got to back to the office if you needed to download some big files. So what, um, how is connectivity today kind of changing that? I mean, that's changing how we work, right? So now we have global connectivity. Uh, how is that driving change? Well, I mean, the expectation is you're always connected. I mean, um, I remember quite well standing with my brick phone next to a pay phone and thinking who would spend $2 a minute to make a call, cell phone call, but I'm showing my age there. Now the expectation is it doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing, that you will have access to, um, you'll have mobile access. I mean, that's just a sort of, of given now. Um, you occasionally drive through a spot on a highway and you kind of lose your cell signal and you can as like you've lost your mind for 10 minutes, you know. Um, so, you know, that presents some challenges in terms of infrastructure for wireless, in terms of cost certainty for customers. You know, you mentioned, you know, crossing borders, roaming charges, going to different countries, um, working on aircraft. Now, I mean, right. the you know, people now use Wi-Fi on aircraft. They're, they stay connected constantly. So um, I don't know if it's, it's, it's definitely changing the pr production level. It's uh, the connection back to work. Sometimes I feel we need to disconnect a little bit as well to get some peace. But 
Um, so it's just that complete, constant, twenty-four-seven connectivity um, allows customers to to run applications and and do things they couldn't do ten, fifteen years ago. Yeah, and I and I know Panasonic recently uh, had the P one eighty connectivity, wireless connectivity globally service become available, so that uh, there was no. Uh, country right. delineation and yeah, we worked hard with some partners to to put that together. There, there's certainly demand. Certain customers operate on a global basis. They send people, um, you know, particularly transportation companies, airlines, people like that who have staff um, who may be in ten different countries in the space of you know six weeks. And they don't want to deal with roaming. They don't want to deal with SIM cards all of these different <laughs> things. Or you know, you know. So the P one eighty is a great, you know, by its name, it operates in one hundred and eighty different countries. So you can get off the the plane or boat or whatever you, however you got there, fire up your device, and you're you're able to work with a level of confidence about what it's going to cost uh, at the end of the day. That you're not going to get some crazy bill from your provider that you've spent all these sort of roaming charges that, that you're that getting. your modem didn't turn off exactly, when you were in another yes, country. Yes, yeah, I been can there. tell you a story about that in my past <laughs> as well. But anyway, um, you know, so the, A, they're going to get the best level of service that's available um, from whatever carrier um, is, is available and also that you're going to pay a, a standard cost for that as well. So covering your two countries as you do, you talk to lots of customers and, uh, I'm sure that uh, customers say the darndest things sometimes. And what are, you know, what are the sort of new horizon or new challenges or uh, things that, that push in the envelope? What are people looking for from um, where to take the mobile workforce next? Well, I mean, as you say, we deal with lots of different industries, lots of different customers. So everybody's a little bit different. I mean, I think, um, you know, in the, in the U.S. and Canada, we have sort of three distinct areas where we do most of our business. So one is around federal. If you look at uh, in the US, um, all the sort of technology and uh, solutions development around uh, mobility, drone devices, how do you take, you know, smaller, lighter, more secure? I mean, obviously security mm-hmm. for these guys is so important. A lot of it is centered around, you know, delivering the applications and how you bundle these applications with the device. The device is really just becoming the kind of center of an ecosystem. Whereas in the past, it was simply a device to do stuff, uh, a particular task. Now it's a sort of technology hub for delivering applications. And so we we have to adapt to that, work with different partners. Outside of that, you look at supply chain, logistics, enterprise. They have, you know, as I mentioned, uh, e-commerce is changing their business dramatically. So again, they're looking for Panasonic and our devices to be at the sort of center of of. of you know how they how they fix some of the issues they have in terms of operational changes. You know, you buy everything today online and it's free shipping. Well, shipping isn't free. <laughs> you just it don't have to pay money. for you it. You don't somebody have to pay for it, but somebody it. has to pay for it. <laughs> so that drives down margins. It drives. It makes them uh, look for efficiencies all over their business. And if the device can help them do that in some way, that's uh, that's what we're looking to help. Yeah, with. efficiencies and visibility too. The way mm. information is moving so quickly and. Absolutely. Um, you know, track my pizza from the time it's ordered to made to cooked to where's the guy in the delivery car. The Uberization of the world. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, gotta love it. Yeah. So awesome. Well, thank you so much, Magnus. I really enjoyed talking with you today. I enjoyed your energy and your ideas. Thank you, Susan. And uh, 
that wraps it up today from Rugged Rants. I'm Susan Campbell, your host, and that's another episode. Tune in to hear fellow co-hosts Craig Joukowsky or Barry Ross on a whole range of topics, each a tough and bold conversation on the future of innovation and what we can expect as work continues to change. Mm-hmm.